David? Connor? Good morning. Good morning, good morning. And good morning to all you lovely listeners at home, and welcome back to another triumphant episode of the podcast, the shortened, abbreviated version, the cool kid version, the one that you listen to when you have a little less time, but is equally as dope, and that is, David? Thanks, That's right. I want, I want a parody. I want, like, someone... I don't know how we could do this, but I want to t- you to sing that Think Stink to the sound of, like, the uh, 20th Century Fox intro and have that be the <laughs> intro to Think Stink, you know? That would be so ideal. That would be awesome. That'd be awesome. Yes, one day. Um, <laughs> anyways, how you doing, man? Doing all right, Connor. How you doing? I am doing okay. Uh, I had to deal with the, my, uh, my, my team's basketball loss as of right now, so I'm a little sad. Yeah, big, big sad, big sad. Yes, but but we're going to bounce back with a classic episode of the podcast. I, I'm, I, feel, I feel this will redeem the, redeem the day. Uh, but David, how are you doing? What, 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 what's life been like? What are you, what are you feeling? Oh, you know, just uh, chilling. Um, been snowing all day, which kind of sucks. But I've had a couple classes canceled. That's pretty, pretty nice. Cool. It has not snowed um, a single how's that speck what? here. <laughs> not yeah, no we'll get it soon, I'm sure. But yeah, this weekend's supposed to be nice, so I guess it won't be coming till after this weekend, though. <laughs> how's uh, West Lala? Uh, pretty good. Um, it's been it's you it was bitter cold like a couple weeks ago, but I think as the weeks have been going on, it's been getting a little more manageable. Um, like kind of the 30s, 40s, all things considered, not bad. Um, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little triumphant. You know, we're getting through it. Um, pretty swaggy. Pretty swaggy indeed. Um, but David, <laughs> it's funny because I wanna before we get into this episode, before we talk about the I, the most iconic animated film of the year by far, um, I want to preface that I'm a pretty big animation guy, but this one especially just did not interest me at all. Like, I think because I've now gotten to the age where, like, I don't need to watch every animated film. Like, back in the day, I used to watch all of them when I was a kid. You know, we used to watch everything, the good and the bad. But now, I feel like I've gotten to the point now where if I'm only going to watch it if it really interests me. Like, I'm not going to watch Minions 2 unless I'm forced to. So, that kind of thing. But, like, this one especially, really no interest in at all. And I was ready to blow it off until you said that it was apparently <laughs> our movie of the week. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, that's probably that gives my best mentality as to what I saw the movie going into it. David, what? why did you pick this? So, a um, bit of a funny story, Connor. So, when um, whenever I'm, like, watching TV, um, so, like, a bit, bit of a background. So, at, at my apartment, we have, um, we have Roku TV. And um, that's, that's basically the background you need. So, whenever I'm watching TV, um, and I pause the... Uh, the show, movie, whatever. Eventually, the screen goes idle, mm-hmm. and um, usually, um, in the idle screen, they'll like feature one movie. And I swear, like, since I've moved into my apartment, like the number one movie they show on the idle screen is Luck. 
That's like the only movie they show. And like for the longest time, like I I I need to watch the movie at some point. Cause like they keep advertising it for me. Like I I I I just have to watch it. So that's that that that's why I decided to watch it. It's it's I, I'm I'm submitting to the to the advertisement gods of Roku. I I I watched your movie. Damn. Um, yeah, you're, you're such a Roku shill. Jesus Christ. I know. I know. Damn. But what did you think? Um, yeah, pretty much it. What did you think of it though? The movie? Yeah. It was about what I expected it to be. Um, a bit longer. Um, most definitely. Um, this movie like clocks in at like an hour and forty minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Like hour, um, like hour forty eight, I think. Yeah, it it definitely didn't need to be that long, for like, the story they're trying to tell. But, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's a, it's a pretty. It's a pretty below average, forgettable kind of film. Um, that like basically just like okay, I will say I'll give it credit that the name of the movie was very warranted. Like I don't know what else I'll <laughs> name that movie. Oh yeah, it is like their favorite word in the movie. So yeah, it's like calling brave, brave. So like boy, yeah, they sure do encourage that. Yeah. Yeah, um, they definitely definitely nailed it with the naming. Um, I don't know. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think the voice acting was too bad. Um, the animation isn't terrible either. Um, I feel like we've definitely watched movies with worse animation. Um, so it's definitely on, on the higher end of animation, which is, which is pretty nice. Um, let me see. Yeah, I mean that, that was kind of like my initial thoughts. Kind of like, what, what are you, what are you, what are you thinking? I'm about to floor you. You're you're not even gonna <laughs> believe this. So, um, I've been really excited to talk about this because I actually have weirdly a lot to say. Um, I this movie has grown on me after watching it. I actually don't mind this movie, and I think there's actually really? quite a bit in it that I was surprised that I enjoyed. And by the end, I the curmudgeon that I am, admittedly. I actually think this was an okay movie in a positive way. One of the better ones we've watched, in fact. Not better than Twister, but it's up there. Um, it's not bad. Uh, now, I do want to preface... <laughs> actually, no, the, wor- the worst thing, the, the biggest compliment I can say to this movie is that it is this animated movie was, in fact, better than the Pixar movie that came out this year. I, I watched Lightyear, and that movie is so bad. I was shocked by how bad that was. So congratulations, Luck. You are better than the Pixar movie this year. Um, but I digress. Um, the, the, the biggest things that hold this movie back, though, I will talk about the things I don't like, because it's not, it's not great. The things that hold this movie back are the writing and the animation. The Two of the biggest things. Um, oh. But the animation oh. of this movie is not fitting for the kind of movie it wants to be it is extremely stiff the characters don't move right they're very very like they're too grounded in reality so like the lucky you know the 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 misfortune antics that they get into are kind of stiff and not all that funny like you need like really cartoony animation to have like 
wacky, you know, hijinks and wacky, like, slapstick work. And it, this animation is just far too stiff for that. It's too realistic. So, like, this, it's not all that funny. And the animation does suffer quite a bit and when it tries to move around too much. And the character design's a little weird. It, I don't like the way the leprechauns look. They just don't look quite right to me. <laughs> uh, and then finally, the writing. Uh, this movie, like, the problem with this movie, like, there is a lot of really cool ideas that I will talk about later. It's things that I enjoyed about this movie from a writing perspective, but the problem is that the execution of those ideas is extremely weird. Like, it's very clunky. It seems like the message of the movie is very scattered, and the movie feels like it's pigeon-held by the fact that it wants to be a children's movie rather than a family movie. Like, every time it starts to get good, it feels like it needs to start pandering to children again. So it adds in some really forced bad kid joke or starts to throws in a scene that's, like, there just to entertain little children. Like, I understand it's a kid's movie, but it almost feels like... It almost feels like the way it was going was good enough. It would have been fine, but then it remembered that it needed to be pandering to kids, so it has... It has her start singing to bunnies, and then there's, like, a musical number with bunnies. Or it started to get a little too it started to get a little too serious so instead we need to have like the the comedically over the top german unicorn show up like yeah. it's just it's extreme it feels like the moment that it starts to let go of it being a kids movie it forces itself to be a kids movie which is weird because it was almost to the point where it was like something that was acceptable for more than just a kids movie you know um i should probably stop beating around the bush about the things i like but i just want to address that like the movie would have been a lot better if it weren't trying to be something that little kids would enjoy only. Like, the, the scenes where it started to actually get a little bit more mature, I kind of respect it, you know? Um, it sounds a lot cooler than I guess I mean, but you know what I mean. Um, I will pose this question, David. Um, something I really liked, and I would love for you to, to see what you thought of this. I liked that the, the goal of the movie was extremely hum like it was humble the goal of the movie her whole reason being there is she wants to make someone else's life better and right. that's an extremely charming and extremely different kind of way to make a movie like it's very easy especially because they set up her character as being so beat down by the world you know with her horrible cartoonishly over the top bad luck right but there's never an instant, there's never a point in this movie where it seems like she wants to make her own life better. She doesn't at right. any point try to fight this bad luck. I respect the hell out of that. I think that was a really smart choice because it makes the character feel less self-driven, which makes her more likable. I really respected that choice. Um, so I wanted to say, David, what did you think of her as a character? What did you think of, like, did you feel those same experiences that I did or am I crazy? No, yeah, absolutely. Um, I really liked Sam as a character. Um, I thought she was very sweet. Um, I mean, with like nothing really going her way in her life ever. Um, she was just really happy about the little things and like, that was kind of just, like, who her character was. And I thought that was really awesome. Um, usually, like, a lot of characters have to, like, grow into that. Like, they have to learn how to be humble and kind of um, accept that things may not always go your way. But that's that's kind of who she is. Um, 
And because of that, she really grounds this movie down. Um, and you can see in this movie, she's not perfect. She makes mistakes. Um, and you know what? That's okay. Keep your head up. Keep moving. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, Sam's great. I love that direction. Um, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't crazy about the, the cat. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What, what'd you think? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. I'm, I'm kind of mixed. Cause on the one hand, I like the idea. I'm going to vaguely imply spoilers, but I also feel this, I feel the need to, to preface that if you're really interested in so interested in this movie that you're worried about spoilers, why have you not watched it yet? But whatever. <laughs> um, but he his character has a is an okay interpretation of like the idea that you can be so you can be so like so alone that you don't want to be to not be alone anymore i think there's a little bit there but he he was there for comedic relief he was there like i mentioned before to be that kind of kid friendly hey look at me i'm the talking cat character and i think he wasn't ever truly that annoying but he was noticeable enough that i'm kind of like I, I do wish they'd taken him a little more seriously or at the very least did something that like strangely a lot of movies do with black cat characters and make them just very sophisticated i wish he had more grace to him you know something like Coraline or uh, or kiki's delivery service like i think i think that he didn't need to be treated like a like a punching bag for jokes well i wouldn't even say punching bag for jokes more like I feel like his character was just stagnant until like the end and they started implying he might have something deeper to him. It's the so, irony of it. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's not nearly as clever as I think it is. Uh, speaking of things that aren't quite as clever as they think they are in this movie, <laughs> another random bag. I think the luck world was really lame with some really cool exceptions. <laughs> it's really odd. I feel like... I feel like the world design itself is kind of interesting. The idea that the, it's it's shaped like a giant hourglass where like the top half is going to be good luck and the bottom half is bad luck. I think that's a pretty clever idea. And I like that they imply that you need good luck and bad luck to live. I think that's a cool idea. And I also really like that scene with the, the penny cleaning. I think the design of that and the music, that whole scene was really cool. Um, but on the other hand, I also feel like a lot of things in it are really stupid. I think the idea that it's run by pigs rabbits and leprechauns is really weird and i think they over they over explain luck like they make it like this like business-esque process where like there's different departments and stuff and i'm like this is really over the top complicated like this is not needed at all like i understand you needed a world but like how come it couldn't have just been like you know i, I don't understand why movies decide that the best way to explain real life phenomena is make it this extremely over the top business esque project. Like it's so odd, and like I don't know, it's a very weird thing. And I I feel like it would have been more interesting if these ideas were clever. And as I mentioned before, it thinks it's clever, but it's kind of not. Like it's just really odd. I also have to yeah. I also have to ask why were pigs chosen to be like the luck icon. Like, are pigs particularly lucky? Yes! Honey, you didn't know that? No. What's up? Why are they lucky? Lucky, uh... Lucky, uh, pig's ear. I don't know. 
I don't know, man. I mean, the only thing I can think of is like, oh, maybe like when pigs fly, but none of them fly. <laughs> like that's I, that, I don't think that's what it is. And then the bad luck side. One of the bad luck things is roots. <laughs> I think that's so <laughs> funny. What what does that mean? Like what? Like you trip on a root or something? Like why is that unlucky? <laughs> that was so odd. I mean, again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to like overanalyze a kids movie or anything. Like obviously, I understand that the movie that I gave it a lot of credit for being mature, but I also recognize it's not needed, right? I don't think you need to be a super hyper, like, thoughtful and mature movie about, you know, accepting your life as it is and not blaming luck for your problems. But uh, I also feel like... I also feel like the, the things that they did were childish, were just a little too childish, that I think it dis it did discredit the ideas they were going for. Like, take, like, Inside Out, right? Random example. Like, Inside Out does a phenomenal job of establishing the idea of a kid's head whilst still being grounded enough to not feel like that's dragging it down, you know? Like, Joy isn't, like, extremely obnoxiously positive every single scene. Like, she's optimistic, but she isn't, like, cartoonishly over the top every scene. And I think as the movie goes on, it slowly loses that childish sense of humor because she is literally growing up within the context of the story. So, like, that's I, that's very respectable, and I think it makes sense in the world. And you can still have childish, okay moments like that because she was still a child at some point. But eventually she grows up a little bit and has to, you know, reconcile it. But, like, with this movie, like, there is never a point where I feel like the movie matures enough to take a step back and go, okay, let's be a real movie now. But for the most part, it's just kind of, like, they they have a mature idea and a cool idea for a story locked behind this movie, and or locked behind this idea of a kid's movie, and it peaks out every once in a while, and then they go right back to trying to make it as pandering as possible, you know? Yeah. So, what did you think of the German unicorn? What was his name again? Uh, I don't remember, but he was goofy. He reminded me of the guy from Frozen. <laughs> the, the, the big yeah. summer blowout guy. What is this movie called? Luck. Okay, Luck. Oh, I gotta get over his <laughs> name. Uh, his name was Jeff. Mm. That's very, that was very underwhelming. <laughs> I was hoping it was something actually Germany sounding, but no, it's just Jeff. Um, I mean, I didn't think Jeff was needed. Um, because like, he really only played like a comedic relief character. And already had comedic relief characters. Uh, I I don't like comedic relief characters, and you guys know that. I've Ooh. I've complained about comedic relief characters oh so much on this podcast. Like they they just they just they just have so many all the time for like no reason. Like not everyone has to be super funny. I don't know. But, like, I don't know. I don't think he really added too much. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. How do, you, do you think he had anything? I don't know. I, I do think there's a little bit it added. Um, you know, remember, you remember how, like, he had that secret late? Uh, well, okay. I will not. I'm not going to spoil the movie. Um, <laughs> but you just said. I said there's a secret, but I'm not going to tell you anything about him besides that he's Jeff. Uh, it's not a spoiler that he's in the movie. He's in the credits. Uh, but 
Uh, there is more to his character than, I guess, is apparent right away. It's not like it's super deep or anything, but I, under- I, I like it as kind of a rationale for why the characters in the luck world are so luck-oriented, I suppose. Like, I, I understand what they were going for with it. Um, it just kind of, as mentioned before, I think the goofiness of his character, unfortunately, outshadows anything they could have possibly done with him. You know what I mean? That's a big issue I think the movie tends to, like I said, it tends to have. I mean, what do you think they could have done with them? I think, well, one, don't make him stupid, goofy German guy. Like, again, without going into spoilers as best as I can, I think they could have made him more grounded if they'd established him as a serious character. Like, made him something that, like, like he's a guy who's been trapped down there working, not trapped, but forced, yeah, he is trapped, actually, forced to work and manage the good and the bad luck for essentially a long, long time. And has been separated from the life that he'd had for so long. And the only hope, the only reason he doesn't leave is because he knows that if he does leave, everything that he does care about won't be there to welcome him back, you know? Like, no one will be happy to see him back. So, like, I understand what they could have done. Um, And then, of course, there is motivation for him to go back. There is a life, trying again, trying to avoid spoilers, there is a life on the other side, on that luck side, that he is actively choosing to avoid, you know? Right. But he has to kind of live this life. And it does kind of play into this idea that, like, now he's given himself to, like, luck, you know? But, like, he also isn't... He can't blame luck for this problem. He is actively choosing to make his life worse and dealing with consequences, you know? Um, I think that's... Not that I'm saying that the movie needed to go into deep deep thoughtful exploration of this character but it just doesn't feel like this character they wrote they they wrote represents that it's almost like someone wrote that down in the writing room like this idea they had it and they included it in the movie but like the person who wrote that idea was not the one who actually wrote it in the movie like it's just a it's a concept that was executed by somebody who made it a joke you know so like the idea is there it's not that he could have been it's not that he was doomed to be awful i think just the interpretation of him was kind of bad I feel weird defending this movie so much. <laughs> it's not nearly I mean, as. Oh, go ahead. No, I mean, like you, you, you enjoyed parts of it. I mean, we usually bash movies. I mean, it's it's good to like a movie for a change. Right. I don't know. It's it's not a masterpiece, and I don't and I don't think you're, no one's gonna go into this and be like, this was a really thoughtful and mature movie. I, I wouldn't say that, but I also think that. A movie that was made exclusively to be pandering to kids chose a surprisingly mature interpretation of the idea of luck. I think that's that's more thought than they needed to include. And I applaud that, you know? I do, genuinely. Um, I think I think if this movie were made by Pixar, it would have been a masterpiece. <laughs> but as is, it's just a fine movie. Um, because it's not made by Pixar, um, I think, well, it, because the animation would be a lot better, it would have fit a lot more, too. Um, but, I don't know. Um, there's, who, there's, who made Luck? Who was made it this? Like, this was, studio? It's funny, it's an independent studio that's only done some movies, nothing big. So this one's not even, like, a, a huge production. It's, the, the company that made it is Skydance Animation, and the, they've only done shorts. So, like, 
it's a really interesting it's interesting that this is the case oh yeah this this is their first film then right um apple obviously funded it so there is uh, that's where they got the bit of star power that they got um and of course producing it's produced by john lasseter who was at pixar but now isn't because he's a creep but i don't know there there's is an pixar oh my god <laughs> so i guess that's probably where the quality came in because lasseter is still a good still a good producer despite being a creep um <laughs> But yeah, like I was, I was impressed. I think there's a bit of good in this movie, um, which maybe we could pit it to luck. You know, maybe it was just lucky. <laughs> maybe it was just luck. Yeah, right. Maybe it was just luck. Trademark patent pending. <laughs> um. Oh, oh, David, you know what was weird? Uh, what? Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I what? I what about it? I didn't realize she was in this movie. And when she, where where wait she, is she the she's like the security person? Yeah, she's a security person. Doesn't like the cat. She doesn't huh. like she doesn't like Bob. And it's funny about it is one she's very clearly phoning it in. Like she is so bored. <laughs> I find that really <laughs> funny. What's more important and more notable is that her character is such an odd thing because like she has no role in the story. She is there to just be a representation of the ticking time clock, the ticking clock mentality of this movie. Like, she doesn't represent anything meaningful in the story. She's just there to be a, a roadblock. And, like, when they finally justify her her random-ass skepticism for this cat, it's so, like, it, it's, it's like she had a hunch and was proven right. Like, that's yeah. the only thing she is. It's like she has no character. It's so odd like i don't understand it's it's almost like they got will be goldberg and wrote a character for her to be like it's so weird <laughs> um yeah what are some other things that, that's about right. what, did you, what, are, what, what are was other that things what are some other things you noticed the dragon the dragon we didn't talk much about the dragon we didn't talk about the dragon at all yeah oh uh, what, um, what do you think of the dragon i like the dragon i mean the dragon I actually wasn't sure what the dragon was supposed to, like, represent at first. Mm -hmm. um, but then I figured that she's, like, a mentor figure to uh, Sam. Um, helping her out. Um, you know, I also liked how, like, no characters are, like, needlessly mean in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, they're all, like, pretty, pretty, pretty reasonable and respectable people. Mm -hmm. um which is which is pretty pretty different for like kids movies because like mm -hmm. some of them be more stubborn and resistant and like a bit ridiculous um so it was it was, it was good to see um some reasonable realistic characters for a change oh yeah that was definitely a respectable thing especially a lot of animated movies recently have like really doubled down on characters being as like cartoonishly over the top as possible like including like like including when they're negative you know so I do respect that the movie is pretty grounded, all things considered. I don't think there's really any over-the-top unrealistic characters aside from the unicorn, but even then, it's not even that bad. Um, like, I don't know. It's there. There is just some odd... There's some odd things that modern animation does that I think this movie avoided. So I respect that. Yeah. Um, I was going to also mention... <laughs> I love the interpretation of bad luck in this because it's like it's like she's haunted by a poltergeist. Like, I understand that she's supposed to be unlucky, but, like, it's it's over... It is a level that is, like, unheard of. Like, she's gonna die at the rate this is going. 
like i understand that she's supposed to be bad luck but it's like it's like the kind of bad luck where like i don't know it's it's insane like it's it's poltergeist like i think the step after this should be once this movie ends is like let's go get a let's go check with an exorcist and get this taken care of because like goddamn right like it, it, it may as well actually to the point where it's almost good luck like it's so crazy that it's almost like you're really lucky to be surviving this I mean, by the end of the movie, doesn't she kind of, like, balance herself out a little bit? Yeah, the message of the movie, it, it's a little clunky. I feel like the the message that gets a little gets a little mishandled by the end, but ultimately I think it's supposed to be the idea that you, you need to take responsibility for the fact that you control your life decisions. Like, things go wrong and things go right, but ultimately it's up to you to make the best of it regardless. Uh, so it's right. it, i wouldn't say it's like i don't think she she doesn't really change more as she like she learns to accept which i think right. is interesting um i don't know and I, I also knew this was where it was gonna go like it's obviously where it was gonna go but i am happy that it didn't feel as contrived you know yeah i i think I feel like a lot of kids will throw this on and be like, ooh, funny cat movie, you know? And parents will be like, oh, God, here we go. Um, <laughs> but I will willingly, I will say, coming from a guy who has seen a lot of really bad animation, like a lot of really bad animation, me and David are probably the gurus on bad animation. Yeah. I think you're, you're this is a better one, and I think you maybe you won't like it, but I think you'll be okay because it's not that annoying you will survive oh my god there are there are worse animated movies out there 100 percent. like if your kid becomes a luck fanatic consider yourself you, you know you know <laughs> like i feel like the only people who are going to have the level of bad luck this movie proposes are people who grew up on like Marmaduke, like, <laughs> like that kind of bad movie. Oh man, oh people really are gonna grow up on Marmaduke. Yep, they're gonna be nostalgic for it, and they're gonna be like, <laughs> the second episode where we brought up Marmaduke. I know, I in a know. row. <laughs> you know, you just get like it's funny because like Apple TV has like nothing, so like. The fact, like, the kids will be watching Peanuts, they'll be watching Fraggle Rock reboot, and they'll be watching Luck. You yeah. avoided you avoided Marmaduke, so you know what? Like, not bad. Maybe it's better to raise your kid on Apple TV than it is to raise it on uh, on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. So uh, this was your movie, so I'll I will throw you the responsibility of asking some questions about it. Sure, sure. Uh, Connor, Connor, if you were to um, recast this film, <laughs> how would you recast it? Um, well, the, 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 we're kicking Simon Pegg out of this production. I like Simon Pegg, but we need it. Like I said, we need a more dignified actor for the cat. I'm thinking uh, we need somebody with a really suave, really cool voice. Tom Hiddleston, maybe. Something, Tom Hiddleston. Something cool. Uh, so I could see Tom Hiddleston doing a pretty decent Irish accent. So yeah, I'm gonna say Tom. Let's get somebody suave in there. Uh, the main girl obviously doesn't really need to have that really huge of a voice actress. Apparently she needs to sing for that one scene. So I guess we can keep that in mind. 
<laughs> but uh, right. I think I, I think I'll leave her. Um, Whoopi Goldberg's character is getting cut out of this, so she's not getting recast. <laughs> uh, the dragon. I think we need a, a, a again a, a woman who has a better voice. I'm thinking Glenn Close, some somebody with a better voice, because like I like forget her name. Uh, is it Helen Mirren? No, who, Jane Fonda. I like Jane Fonda, but I feel like Jane Fonda's voice is just kind of old lady, like general old lady. So I'm thinking we need like an old lady with a more dignified voice. So like something like uh, something like um, I'm now forgetting. I I literally forget who I just threw out. Um, Glenn, Glenn Close, is that who I'm thinking of? God, I'm a terrible, terrible person right now. Um, well, Glenn Close works, I suppose. I want somebody with a cool voice is the point I'm trying to say. Um, Judy Dench, that's who I'm thinking of. Jesus Christ, I don't even know who I was. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Judy Dench, or somebody, an old lady with a cool voice. That's the point I'm trying to make. Uh, David, what are some other recasts you'd throw in here? Um... <clears throat> How do you think um, Timothy Chalamet for the cat? Oh my god! I, <laughs> it's funny. I just watched. I just watched Calling by Your Name for the first time. So Timothy Chalamet has been on the uh, been a topic of conversation recently, or topic of been on the mind. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I I I don't really know. <laughs> I I, uh, I was joking. I don't I don't think he works. Okay. I don't think I want uh, Timothy Chalamet doing any voice acting anymore. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Have you done any voice acting? Uh, then you know that movie Intergalactic. It's on uh, Netflix. It's. Oh, uh, he's yeah, in he, that. He is in that very, very briefly. Um, but he's in that. He was fine in it. You you can't recognize it's him, which is I think is pretty interesting. <laughs> like. Really. Yeah, he because he plays like. I forget what, what... He plays a very exaggerated character type. I forget what it was. I want to say it's vaguely stoner-esque, but I don't remember. Um, so he's a little... Huh. He, you wouldn't catch him right away. Um, but it wasn't bad in that, but I also don't feel like... I don't want Timothy Chalamet to become a name that is like, oh, a voice acting star power. Like, I don't want that. Like, <laughs> Just keep him, in, keep him being in Dune movies, and I'll be fine. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I... I can't just cast The Rock and Kevin Hart, which makes me sad. Yeah, right. Don't, don't go crazy. <laughs> who do you think who who would you cast in the, I have a, I have a, I have a pick, pick in mind. Who would you pick to recast the unicorn with? Cuz I've got I've got one. The unicorn? Yeah. Uh I don't know. Maybe uh I don't think I think I think Kevin James <laughs> oh poor Kevin James. I mean they're, they're, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Kevin James pick, it's a very good pick, but I also feel like it's almost like you're picking on him. You're like, oh yeah, pick Yeah, like cast him as the fat unicorn, you jerk. <laughs> um Who would you pick? I, I don't know why. This this popped into my mind the instant I saw and the instant I think I thought of recasting. We need the unicorn as Pete Davidson. I, 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 I don't know why I couldn't tell you why but just something in my soul in my like in my uh my 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 deep in my heart just felt that's right like something Pete Davidson just needs he that's the role I don't really know why maybe like change the German like he wouldn't be German anymore or maybe he would be German I don't actually know 
But the point is, I feel like Pete Davidson just needs that role. That's that's his. <laughs> I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why. I I can see it. I can see it. Pete Davidson, he's just he's in everything. The, the only the only downside is the only caveat is that he needs to at some point when he's explaining his dream his uh his bad luck good luck machine that he needs to just like go on a side tangent where he starts talking about the the breakfast crunch crunch wrap like it's <laughs> that's just it kind of like naturally segues that way and then like the, the right. Tom Hiddleston cat will have to be like hey 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 come on and then he was like oh sorry <laughs> yeah that that'd be that'd be that'd be pretty good casting pretty good casting. Right. Um, so I, I guess I guess you already answered um, how how you would change this movie. Um, just just make it animated by Pixar. Right, written uh, and animated by Pixar. <laughs> uh, what would you do? What would you do? How how would I change this movie? Yeah. What would, what would you fix? I mean, obviously, I, I explain my opinion in lots of words, but like you have your own opinion. What would you do? Right. I mean. I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't think uh, animating it by Pixar would be such a bad idea. Um, it, it would definitely, I guess, highlight their ideas a, a bit better. I think um, instead of like their a bit more stagnant animation. But like as I mentioned, it's it's probably one of the better animated movies we've we've watched. Arguably the best animated movie we've watched. Um, that's a good hang on. Surf's up, <laughs> surf's up, it's the only competition. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. It, it's either this or Chip and Dale, and Chip and Dale's not truly animated, so no. Oh, yeah, side note, side yeah. note, random side tangent. Uh, so Marcel the Shell of Shoes on got nominated for Best Animated Picture, and I'm happy about that. It's a phenomenal movie, one of the best movies of the year by far. But I don't think it's animated. I, I don't really truly think it's animated. And I know the the definition of animation is getting a little weird because we're getting movies that have like completely animated characters in them, like Marcel Lachelle, Tom and Jerry, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And like I think the Academy thinks those are animated. I don't think they are animated films. Like, because they have an animated character in them does not mean they are animated films. Like Ultimately, especially in Marcel Shell's case, there are live action actors. Like the world is live action; it's just some couple animated characters. And is it like just because they take up a majority of screen time does not make the movie animated? You know, I, I don't right. know why it's becoming like a thing, and I wanted to get it off my chest. <laughs> also, I'm trying to find the tag for. Okay, here's the tag. Never mind. Please go ahead, David. I mean, where where do you draw the line? You think like well, the Lego Movie? Well, Lego Movie is animated. That's not stop motion. Like that one's one hundred percent animated. I mean, there's a there's a live action segment, but the movie is animated, like majority. I think like like if your movie is set in a world where there are live action actors, I think that is it. Like that, if the live action actors are a major big part of the world, I would say that's a live action movie. Like it's an animated movie if the world itself is animated and the characters are animated, and like. It is an animated movie. Like you say, an animated movie. It should you should visualize a movie that is animated. Like yes, a stop motion movie is in a realistic, like a real world, I guess, setting. But ultimately, it's still a model. You know, like it's it's a it is designed to be a world in an animated sense. I don't know. Like 
I just don't feel like a movie with live action actors in it should be qualified as an animated movie. You know what I mean? Like by that sure. account, let's just include every CGI. Let's like let's count Jurassic Park because all the characters in that are CGI. Oh, like all the dinosaurs <laughs> are CGI. Like come on, like it's not animated. Like just because it is made by a computer, I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just too cynical. Maybe I'm just a animate animated purist. No, I mean that that makes sense. That makes sense. We did all episode animation. We did. We actually probably done it more than once, honestly. You should you should check it out. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then. I have a random question. Because so this one, these we rated at least I rated these two movies similarly. I I think you did too. Uh yeah, you did. What what would you would you say this is better or worse than Smallfoot? Better than Smallfoot? Yeah. With LeBron James. Yeah, with LeBron James. For King James. James. Hell yeah. Um, better or worse? Um, I think I like this better than Smallfoot. What about you? Well, I mean, I wasn't huge on Smallfoot, but yeah, I'd say this is better than Smallfoot. But uh, you have that rated differently on Letterboxd than Nerd. But I'm kidding. Um, the point what? is, the point is, yeah, I don't know. I small. I feel I, I like. Feel- I said my feelings change on the day. <laughs> no, I get that absolutely. Um, I feel you are like the founder. I'm sorry. You are the founder. Yep, last night. How was it? It was fine. It was. I wish it was a documentary. Like, and it's a it's a fine movie, but it, it would have been more interesting if this was just a documentary. Um, but yeah, like, like yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's yeah. Um, so like, they're both similar in the fact that. They have a very a very mature idea behind it, um, but I think I think Smallfoot felt like it took its it took its interesting concept and treated it like a like a gimmick. Like it almost felt like this creative concept was was overly exploited. I think Luck treated it more respectfully. It felt like it felt like it had a more of a point, it had more of a message than I think Smallfoot did. Smallfoot felt a little preachy about it. Um, sure. Oh, and I want to include one last note about this movie before we head out. Um, I think its interpretation of the adoption system was interesting. I think, I think, because the main character is adopted, and she's like a, a teenager adopted, like going into the real world. I think that was interesting. I think they picked a they picked a concept for a starting point that was pretty grounded in. I wouldn't say it's like super hyper realistic or anything, but I think like. It's interesting that that adds a different level to the story that I did, that I was not anticipating. Uh, the whole using the adoption system as the framework for it, especially because in that system, y- your life is kind of put up to chance. Like you're not given a family off the bat. You're essentially put into a system where you might get a family that'll care for you. It feels right. like luck is very much a unfortunate factor in that way in impacting someone's life going forward for the rest of their life. So yeah, I think that's a very respectable starting point. Um, right. God, there is so much cool stuff in this movie. What the what the hell? <laughs> I like thinking about this movie. <laughs> Why do I like thinking about this movie, David? What? I hate you, <laughs> David. You're a bad person. Look. Oh man, how how would you rank this movie like overall? I gave it a two and a half stars out of out of five. I think it's a very solid movie. I'm tempted to bump it up to three, to the three out of five. Um, but 
it is not better than Twister. Twister is the man. Twister is the movie. And if it really, it really, if this movie were given, like, I like this movie much more in concept than in execution. I think its execution is still very wonky. There are still a lot of scenes I did not like. There are a lot of things that annoyed me about it. So ultimately, I can't say I loved it or even truly liked it, but there's still a lot of ideas in this movie that I do enjoy thinking about, and I think I think had a ton more potential than than I expected at all. Like, genuinely floored by that, and then that aspect. Um, uh, what do you think of the most forgettable thing stink we've done? Those forgettable things stink, like those forgettable movie we've done? Yeah, I think it's um, Midnight in Paris. That's a very valid choice. Uh, <laughs> let me think a second. So the movie that I forget about the most, that's a very good question, actually. I love that concept. I love that question. Um, I would say... I would say Apollo 10.5, honestly. Like, Apollo 10.5, uh, is, it's a solid movie, but, like, it's almost too solid. Like... I cannot imagine myself ever thinking about that one again. Like, it's not a bad yeah. movie, but man, is it a movie. Um, Darkest Minds is up there, too. But I, don't, I think Darkest Minds was just such a ambitiously boring movie that, like, I kind of respect it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I would say first place goes to Apollo 10.5, then maybe Midnight in Paris or, or Darkest Minds. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also forget we do Chip and Dale a lot, but Chip and Dale, I don't forget about it because of the movie. I forget about it because it was like the most modern movie we did, so it doesn't right. at, at the time at least, and it just doesn't it doesn't quite fit with the the line of movies in terms of what it is. Yeah, yeah. But actually, you uh, know what? I'm sorry. One last thing. Honorable mention goes to R.I.P.D. I do forget about that movie a lot. <laughs> like I hate that movie. That's probably the worst movie, one of if not the worst movie we've done on this podcast, but. My brain has thankfully repressed it. <laughs> RPD is pretty forgettable. Did you? They made a, mem- oh, sorry. They made a sequel. It's on Netflix. RPD. RPD yes. two. It came out last year. That uh, blew, blew my uh, mind. Oh god. It's not. Don't worry. It doesn't have. It doesn't have Ryan Reynolds or Jeff Bridges in it again. It's just. It's <laughs> ju- it is just a sequel. It's the same world. That's who's gonna watch that? I don't think anybody watched it. Man. Oh man, how many like things waiting to happen? Right, you never know. Look, like let's like, look forward to that. I suppose. Hang on. Right. Let's see how many people. Two thousand people have it logged on Letterbox. It's called R.I.P.D. to Rise of the Damned. Uh, Jer- Jeffrey Donovan stars in it. Who's Jeffrey Donovan? Uh, he was in Sicario. <laughs> Uh, what else? Richard Blake, Penelope Mitchell. I've never heard of any of these people. So there's no connection to the first one. Uh, let's see. Sheriff, hey, let me check. So is there any characters that have the same name? So it's Roy, Pulfisser, and Gian, and Otis. Are those characters from the first one? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, What's his name? Uh, this new character, this main character, I think is supposed to be young Jeff Bridges. I think this, this is a prequel. A, I think this is a prequel because it's talking about this. It's talking about Jeff Bridges' character arriving at the afterlife, and Jeff Bridges was the guy who was always there. So, gotcha. 
it's it's on Netflix and shockingly though it is it is it is shockingly rated worse than the first. Why why wouldn't it be rated worse than the first? Because worse the first one's horrible. <laughs> I, I I figured they could make it worse. I don't know. I, well, yeah, you're right. They could have made it worse, and so I, I don't imagine. <laughs> I can imagine this being worse, but <laughs> God, yeah. if we watch this, I'm gonna hate you. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. We do really appreciate it. Uh, David, do you have any last thoughts you want to send off to the to the uh, listeners before we head out? I do not. Well, appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, go check out Luck if you want a surprisingly not bad animated movie. Um, that being said, if you want a surprisingly not bad animated movie that's actually really good, obviously there's many more. Just don't watch the Pixar movie. Lightyear sucked butt. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate you guys checking in. What's that smell underscore you thinking again for updates on Instagram? I've been Connor. This has been David. And thank you so much yet again for checking out the podcast that we entitle, David. What's that smell you thinking again?